Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Blind Donkey Runner Podcast. This week I've got a little bit more meat and potatoes to the podcast. Yeah, I just used that phrase. Um, I'm going to give you a high school scoreboard, weekly, rundown, kind of pick them thing. And then next week I'll tell you guys if I got, how many I got wrong, how many I got right. Um, this week we'll start in Kentucky. Go with Murray at Union County, number four in AAA versus number four in AA. I'm going with the Tigers. Um, I think Murray can keep the ball away from Union County long enough to keep a win going. Um, West Carroll and Fulton, or South Fulton. I believe South Fulton will go down to West Carroll, and I'm sorry, but West Carroll's got this. Go Car- Go War Eagles. It's homecoming for the War Eagles. And yes, um, Dresden, sticking in Northwest Tennessee, is traveling over to Gibson County to play the Pioneers, and they're two and one on the season. Are the Dresden Lions, and Coach Keith Hodge has got them rolling, and Coach Morris has got um, West Carroll rolling as well. They're three and zero already. Um, so I'm going um, Dresden all the way against uh, Gibson County <clears throat> now. Coming down into Georgia, you've got Cedartown and New Manchester. I'm going with the Bulldogs over the Jaguars. This was a close game last year, but it was at the beginning of the season, and it's the beginning of the season this year. But Coach Abrams has been there long enough to get his program, his offense, his defense, his system, and these kids know it, and they're going to pick up the pace against New Manchester and win that ball game. Um... Central Carroll is at home against Whitewater. The Lions are talented, really talented, but they're missing one of their star running backs in Cam Edge this week. So, as much talent as they have, I'm going with the Wild Whitewater Wildcats. Um, sorry, Lions. It's another cat fight for you guys. Um, you've got Lamar County and St. Anne Paselli Catholic. Lamar County is hot this year. I'm really impressed with the Trojans. Um, so I'm going to go Trojans over the Vikings. Then you've got Bowden versus, um, Heritage of Noonan. I'm going Bowden. Bowden has, their only loss was a 14 to 10 last, uh, loss last week to Harrelson County. And other than that, they've been dominating people. So I'm going Bowden on this game. Um, Cass traveling over to Temple. Sorry, Temple Tigers. You've had four practices in the last two and a half weeks because of COVID. I'm going with the Colonels. Um, let's see. Um, Villarica traveling to Northgate. This is going to be a close game for me. Um, I saw Villarica in their first game of the season against Rockmark. And Rockmore beat them, but without a f- couple of uh, special teams mistakes, Villarica would have won that game. So I'm going to go Villarica over Northgate. Um, Heard County at Darlington. Heard County. They're 3-0 and on the season. They're playing a single-A school. And it's going to be hammer time for the Braves. Um, they, Shane Lasseter has got that team rolling. And I mean rolling. Um, 
Let me see if I've missed any. Voice over on. Notes. Note. Manchester. Dresden versus Gibson County. Body. 17 point. Not bold. System font regular. Castle Temple. Empty line. Heritage and Oven. Body. No. Centertown versus New Manchester. New line. West Carroll versus South Fulton. Dresden versus Gibson County. Whitewater and Central Carroll. New line. Castle Temple. Pachelia Lamar. Heritage and Oven. Model of Harrelson. Gerd of Darlington. Via Rico Norcom. Maria Junior. New line. Text field. Oh, yeah. Double touch method. App switcher. Anchor. I forgot. Model is traveling to Harrelson County. Re uh, Rebels. Model is struggling this year. Um, they just lost to Tryon 28-7, and Tryon is a single-A school. And they're powerful. Tryon's good. They're going to be really good. But I'm taking the Rebels. Um, they just defeated Bowden, or Bowden, sorry, 14-10, and Bowden is a really impressive single-A school. So I'm going with the Harrelson County Rebels over the Model Blue Devils. Hey, Coach, how you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. How's the weather up in northwest Tennessee tonight? It's actually uh, pretty pleasant, around 80 degrees, and just leaving a uh, five-year-old soccer game, watching my daughter play a little soccer, and uh, so it's uh, it's actually cooling off and feeling feeling pretty good. Nice. Uh, we just had some thunderstorms roll through here, down here, so we're getting over that. Ah. So 3-0, 1-0 in the region. How's that feel? It's uh you know it, it, it's a it's a relief but at the same time it's pressure um, and, and I think that's a good thing so it, it's it's good both ways you know expectations are continuing to grow and it, of course it's always good to be three and0 especially as a new head coach with a new team um, 48 to 44 uh, what are your overall feelings about Friday night's win over uh, my brain just went no uh, yeah humbled. Yeah. Uh, well, I, first off, I guess we like dramatics. Uh, if you <laughs> if you followed us these last three weeks, for any of your listeners, uh, it's been three down to the wire games, and this one was no different. And and you know, hats off to Humboldt. You know, they played extremely hard. And, and I think we talked about on your show the, last week that that they were going to present us some problems in the athletic department. You know, they they have some athletes. They have quite a bit of speed. They could stretch the field. They were very dangerous. Uh, as far as big play potential, and, and they lived up to that, you know, that fear uh, that I had. They made a lot of big plays happen, and a lot of times it was when things broke down. You know, the quarterback's an athlete. He had a couple of uh, receivers that could go up and get a jump ball. And so, you know, defensively we gave up a lot more than I ever really want to, um, but we contested a lot of those balls. Going back and watching the film, I really kind of felt like in game we were really out of position, but watching film we were in position. Humboldt just made a heck of a play, and, and sometimes it goes that way. But for us offensively, I mean, we racked up uh, 492 yards of um, of rushing. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, and, and we had zero pass attempts. So, you know, Xander Moon, again, we talked about him last week, had uh, almost 300 yards. He had over 300 yards before he took his knees in victory and uh, ended up with uh, 296 yards rushing and six touchdowns, I believe. So, Oof. big night offensively. Uh, it looks like it. Um, funny story. I I always heard humble. I never heard humble until like yesterday. So I always thought the school was humble. Yeah, no humble, <laughs> and, and it's it's just I guess it's just how I pronounce it. But yeah, it's H U M B O L T. 
Well, I was hearing that my phone, that's the way my phone was pronouncing it, it was humble. So ah, I got you. <laughs> so that's I how I heard it. Um, you mentioned Xander Moon. Who were your other standouts from this game? Uh, you know, it will go back to that, you know, multiple threat in the backfield you know, game with over 150 yards rushing. Uh, Malik, Malik Lee, our, our wing back, had another big game. You know, he, he averaged uh, around 10 yards a carry for five carries there. So, you know, he, he didn't get a whole lot of carries this week. But when he did, there were massive carries uh, big time. He had a couple two-point conversions there. Uh, Jaden Milton came in and did some uh, – uh, did some good things for us as far as a, a spell guy there. And, and, and again, the group that doesn't get enough credit, I believe, is the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Going back and, and watching the film, man, they were really moving people. And Humboldt really outsized us up front. Uh, I thought we played lower, and I thought we played more physical. But just as far as physics are with, with pure body size, Humboldt was bigger than us up front. And it was a challenge, you know, it was a challenge laid out in front of our linemen all week long to – Hey, can we be low and can we move these big jokers and be able to run in between C gaps? Because we talked about last week, we were not going to outrun Humboldt on the edge, and and we had to live and die from C gap to C gap. And in order to do that, we had to move those big bodies. And I think our old line did an excellent job of that last week. Um, were there any standouts, or what were your standouts from on the defensive side of the ball? Ah, uh, man. You know, again, Xander had an interception that was big there on one drive. Hunter Walters had a uh, forced fumble there on another drive that was huge. And, and you know, we had a couple. We had a couple of uh, young young kids step up and get some pressure on the quarterback. Made some tackles. You know, Jaden Morris and Hayden Holly, the two sophomore D linemen for us that that seemed to be getting better every game. Uh, Cornelius Cannon, we call him Corn, is another sophomore D lineman. We've got three sophomore D linemen in there starting wow. for us, and so the future is extremely bright there. And 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 they seem to get you know just a little bit better every game. They're understanding things better. They're learning how it all fits. And and sometimes we have mental lapses, but you know that's kind of the uh, double-edged sword with with sophomore and freshman. And it's not a knock against them. It's just you know that mental focus is a part of that maturity process. And and when you're asking freshmen and sophomores to do junior, senior level things as far as schematics goes, sometimes we lose focus in, in, in moments. And when you're playing really good teams, uh, they can make you pay for it. And, and Humboldt did. So it's good learning experience for our young guys. Uh, I, gosh, I guess defensively, out of our starters, Xander Moon is the only senior that starts on defense. Wow. So the rest are, are junior, sophomore, and freshmen. So it's a lot of youth there. And, and they do a lot of good things. I know I'm, I'm, I'm sound, I feel like I'm sound like I'm being very negative and pessimistic about them, but it's, it's because I have a lot of expectations for our defense. And you know that And if you follow mm-hmm. me at Murray, you know, I have a lot, I have a lot of pride in the defensive side of the football and not that offense isn't important, but offensively we're clicking. Coach Dixon's doing a great job there. And, and, and so it's defensively for us and, and we got to get those things fixed and stop giving up big plays. Um, Random question. Uh, was Coach Dixon a coach you brought into West Carroll, or was he already there? Uh, he's a coach that we ended up hiring. So he was actually at – he was a part of the Ripley uh, program at Ripley, Tennessee, uh, down there with Justin Cruz. I believe he was. He helped out offense there and did a – I think he was even the middle school head coach uh, for, for a big uh, a bigger program than West Carroll. I believe Ripley's 4A. I might be overshooting that or undershooting that. It's a bigger, it's a bigger program. And, and – um, 
And so he, he came in not long after I got hired. Actually, he was the first hire that I set in on making. And, and I think he's a steal. I think Coach Dixon is going to be, and he has been thus far, extremely impressive. I give him a hard time, but it's because I like him. Um, <laughs> but I've been really impressed with his work ethic. He, he, it's personal to him. He, he's got passion to be successful. He's young. He's 28, and, and he wants to do what it takes to be successful. And the kids really kind of rally around his, uh, his enthusiasm, which is, is very similar to me just on the other side of the football. So I really think uh, there's a bright future there for Coach Dixon. For some reason, Ripley sounds familiar. Is it in the south eastern part? Of it the- is. It's, it's, it's down there. It's around um, Haywood and you know, a little north of the Memphis area, around Covington, Dyersburg. Okay. Uh, so it's it's heading towards Memphis from Northwest Tennessee. Okay. Uh, I was kind of thinking more towards Chattanooga, but <laughs> I was way off. No, 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 not that far south. I forget where your south is and my south is two different souths. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, not that far south. Um. So I know we haven't done this before, but can we can we take a minute to talk about your coaches that you've got on the staff? I mean, sure, sure, talk- sure, sure. Who's who's um after Coach Dixon? Well, you know, Coach Dixon's kind of handling that, or not kind of. He is our offensive coordinator. He's he's handling those roles. And then we've got uh, Colton Taylor, Coach Taylor, who uh, is was a college teammate of mine at, at the University of Lambeth in Jackson, Tennessee. That's where I actually met him back in 2009. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we lost touch after Lambeth closed down. And, and it was just weird. You know, again, there's a, a po- social media has a lot of negatives, but it's also got some positives if, if it's used in the right and uh, social media brought us back together. You know, he saw that I was looking for a coach, and and uh, he reached out and to see if uh, if I needed any more coaches. And I'm like, yeah, let's make it happen. And we ended up making it happen. And um, and so he's he's kind of our DBs, uh, receivers, running backs, and our special teams coordinator. Uh, and and again, he's a young guy. He's a little bit younger than me. And so uh, he's he's got a lot of desire, passion to do well. He's, he builds great relationships with the kids. Uh, then we got Andrew Lanham, who actually makes me feel old because he <laughs> actually was uh, I've coached I coached Andrew Lanham when he was a senior at Greenfield High School. Uh, it was my first year coaching high school football, and he was a senior. So I've been doing this long enough now to finally have the first crop graduate and, <laughs> and come full circle. And it was kind of. It was it was a blast from the past when I walked in on the interview and I saw Andrew Lanham sitting there and and he's he's straight out of of school he hasn't done a lot of coaching yet so he's 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 one of those guys that's absorbing things as much as he can and helping where he can he's a good worker um, you know he takes he's starting to take a lot of things on him as far as initiative like scout cards which are massive it's time consuming making scout play cards or or organizing the scout team and he kind of taking that on in his own so. He's, he's a hard worker, and I think he's going to be good. And then to round it out, we have Coach Mansfield, Ryan Mansfield, which is actually the uh, boys' head basketball coach for us at West Carroll. And, and he just he's volunteering to help us. He wants to uh, kind of show this unified front across all athletics in a small school. And, and he approached me, and I thought he was joking, but I think he was real serious about it, and he kept doing it. And, and he just wanted to help out in any way he could. And, and so, again, we're, we're trying to build a, fam, a family culture here at West Carroll and, and not have one, one sport athletes. And, and it's hard to, you know, I'm big on, on not asking your kids to do something that you're not willing to do yourself. And I think Coach Mansfield took that to heart. So a lot of props to him. And, and I can't wait to return that favor when our season's over and his starts. Are you, <clears throat> is, are you coaching basketball too, or is that? 
I, I'll do whatever Coach Mansfield needs me to do as far as, you know, if there's anything I can do to help this program. As far as me coaching, probably not uh, because you don't have as many basketball coaches as you do football coaches. But right. if there's something I can do to help him, I, I definitely will. Um, it's a little side trail. If you weren't coaching football, what would you be coaching? Oh, my gosh. Probably nothing. <laughs> Honestly, I, well, I'll take that back. I, I did a stint when I was at Gibson County before I went to Murray where I was also coaching baseball, and I enjoyed it, And but that was before I had uh, my daughter. And, and, you know, baseball is time-consuming. You know, yeah. uh, you play you play four nights-ish a week, and, and, and so when, the, when, my, when my daughter came along, it really kind of made things hard there, going right in from football season straight into baseball. And, but, you know, I enjoy coaching baseball. Me and my wife really both enjoyed it. But it, it just doesn't match football for me and, and, the, and the energy and the passion and the fire that can be brought with that sport. Being from the West Tennessee, Western Kentucky area, are you a Cardinals fan? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I no kind of we're struggling. Don't, don't rub it in. I know we're struggling. I see the scores. But, but I am a Cardinals fan. You're not – You're now, at one point I would have said you're not struggling as bad as the Braves, but – we, we've kind of turned it around, but yeah, we, and we've turned it the other way. You know, you lose, you lose a couple of games on grand slams there in the ninth, man, that hurts. That's painful. It's brutal. Well, it would help if your relievers wouldn't throw three straight bases loaded walks. Yeah. 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 I know. I know. Thanks again. I asked you out to pour salt in the wound, man. And there you go. But My no, bad. I, yeah, it's, it's, no, I'm just messing with you, but yeah. 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 It's uh, um, hard times right now. Oh yeah. Y'all get it back together. Y'all are the Cardinals. So. Oh yeah, we'll 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 figure it out. And, and then again, it's slowly turning into being that Tennessee fan, you know, who's always next year. <laughs> um, so getting back on track, uh, you guys have a game this week? Yes, we do. It's homecoming, and uh, we're playing South Fulton. Which fun fact there is actually the town that I live in currently, oh. uh, and it's also my wife's alma mater. Oh. Uh, so there's 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 a little bit of a little bit of uh, new, I guess, new history there. Mm-hmm. Um. It's been, gosh, it's been seven or eight years since I've coached against South Fulton. So it's, 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 uh, and, and first time as a head coach. So it's going to be interesting. Um, they're going to play hard. They, they, they always do. South Fulton is another small town. And, and one thing you can bank on with small town football teams is they play hard. You know, they have pride and, 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 you know, they're young. They have a lot of freshmen and sophomores, which, is is bad right now, but it's scary because once it starts to click, they've actually got some decent little athletic pieces. And as they start every game, I feel like they get better, and they start they keep understanding, you know, or more understanding the game. And I think the flow of the game is getting slower for them instead of it being overwhelming as as it is for freshmen on the first. Game. So let's hope they don't get it figured out this week. Uh, <laughs> but I've been impressed with their progress over the last three games that I've watched. I know they had a rough night last Friday night. Uh, I can't remember they, who they did. were playing, but I'm... they played McKenzie, and 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 McKenzie's oh, okay. really good. McKenzie's one of those teams that's probably going to compete for a state title in one A this year. Uh, but in, in you know in South Fulton, they they made some mistakes early and kind of got them in quicksand. And against really good football teams, you can't find yourself down three or four scores quick. Um, they're just not going to let you back in the game. And then uh, that's kind of what happened there. Uh, McKenzie is one of the teams that Coach Hodge last night mentioned was really a really good team out of their region. Yeah, they're they're in his region, and that's who he's got to contend with. And then of course I have Trenton Peabody in my region, and and those are kind of the two big uh, big dogs in one A right now. 
uh, on the west side of the state. Um, now, is South Fulton part of Fulton County out of Kentucky, or is that a? All right, so it's it's really weird. Uh, so South Fulton and Fulton City, Kentucky, are uh-huh. actually the same town, but the state line runs smack dab in the middle of the town. Okay. So that's why you have South Fulton, which is in Tennessee. It's on the south side of the railroad tracks or state line road. And then you have Fulton City, which is the north side of state line road, which is in Fulton County. Okay. So South Fulton's technically in Obine County, but it butts uh, right up next to um, Fulton County, Kentucky. Okay. I've always kind of wondered that because I, I, I kind of assumed they, something was the deal there, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, so that, that state line runs right smack dab in the middle of uh, what's called Unity Park, but it's a park that's built right on the state line, and it splits the town in half. Okay. Um, what are some lessons that you guys can learn from this week's game to go over to this week against Fulton County – or Fulton City, sorry. South Fulton, sorry. I, you know, I think, again, I think it's, I think we're still our, our own biggest enemy. And what I mean by that, and, and I've preached it to our kids last few weeks, be more disciplined. And, and discipline kind of takes the shape of many different forms. You know, you talk about your, your conduct and your language and your body language and kind of how you handle stressful situations or maybe some going your way. And, yeah, that's discipline. But also you're executing your job. You know, you, everybody on the field has a role. You have, you have a way that you're supposed to execute that role. And it all fits together. And are our eyes right? Is our footwork right? Is our alignment right? Is our communication right? Are we communicating blocking schemes properly? Are we, you, you get what I'm saying? Are we, are we extremely disciplined with our execution of our game plan? And, and last week, special teams and defensively, we weren't. And that's what kind of got us in a dogfight. And so going from last week to this week, I think that's kind of our goal as a coaching staff to continue to step up the discipline and execution of what we're wanting to do. I think we've established that we're a little bit better of a team than many people thought we may be, uh, mm-hmm. but we've still got steps to take. And, and that discipline and, and, and the attention to detail and doing those details with a sense of urgency is going to be the difference between us being six and four or nine and one, in my opinion. Right. Um, I guess we'll get into some uh, more fun questions. Uh, how was it in the house this week with uh, your wife being from South Fulton and now you're coaching against South Fulton? She's all, she's all, she's all war Eagle, man. She's all <laughs> war Eagle and, and she's, you know, she, she's maroon and, and, and gray or silver, whichever one we want to call it. And, and uh, you know, she's on board with what we're doing at West Carroll and yeah, it's her alma mater, but at the same time, you know, we're invested, you know, we're invested in, uh, in um in, in West Carroll community and, and the school and the kids and the program and it means a lot to us and and so while you know the alma mater there's some blood there and there's definitely memories I, I think the I think we're more vested in, in that side especially for her and, and, and to the West Carroll family than than uh, even old history ties are are concerned. I'm gonna call it silver because the silver bridge is from Georgia, but uh I know that's Yeah, that's I like silver better. I actually like the chrome, chrome silver with a little bit of pop, man. I like I like it, but that's that's just me. <laughs> that was a shot at, from Georgia though. So Yeah, yeah. No, well, that's fine. You know, if you if you're at the bottom of the SEC East, you're just at the bottom, man, and, and, and we we we'll be okay. All right. So I brought up this question last night to Coach Hodge and I was told this story um by Jeremy and Hack last week. Hunter Utley on defense. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Hodge and, and Jeremy and Hack. Thank y'all. I know where this is going already. Because he only played defense very few times, like four or five times ever. So. 
Yeah. Well, I got his view on it last night, and I was like, I got, I got to hear this story from both of y'all. Yeah. Well, you know, again, it's seven on seven, and if I have one major criticism and, and there's a lot of criticisms of, of me as a coach and, and, and that's, you know, that's fine. I always try to reflect on mistakes that I've made or ideas that I thought were good that, that ended up being terrible ideas. And one constant thing that I feel like I always come up with when I do some self-reflection um, is development of depth. And, mm-hmm. and I feel like I always fall short. I fall in this trap of focusing on the 13 to 14 kids that are major contributors that are major players and, and I, and I, it's not on purpose. It's just, you know, you kind of, you kind of get wrapped up in a moment and you forget right. about what those tweeners is what I call them. You know, those, those kids that are going to be extremely important when October rolls around, mm-hmm. and, and you, especially if you're making a long playoff run. And, and I believe that's one of my biggest faults in every season. I, I feel like I get a little better with it. Uh, but you know, it's this depth. You never end the season with the same people you start the season with in the same exact spots. Right. If you did, we would have a lot of state titles and, and it's <laughs> just not that way. So you're always growing and you're developing and kids get hurt. Uh, you, you realize that kid, uh, kids can do some other things better or help you out in this place, that place, whatever. Well, the, the year prior, uh, we, we got burned and I can't, man, it's been so long. I can't remember. We, we had an overhang or outside linebacker, strong safety or whatever. Uh, and we, and he ended up getting hurt and we didn't have a viable backup. And, mm-hmm. and that was my fault as defensive coordinator. You know, I, I, I never worked another backup. So it was a goal of mine to be at least three deep in every position on the field defensively for, I think that was Utley senior year. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Utley was, I, I, let's just say what it is. Utley was a physical specimen. I mean, mm. he was a heck of a quarterback, but the kid was 6'2", 205, and looked like an overhang safety outside linebacker type body. I mean, he's mm. a solid kid. And so I thought, you know, me and Hodge talked about it. Of course, he always says, no, he's never playing defense, never playing defense. And I said, Hodge, I said, if we get to a point in the season where we need a viable, you know, defensive player there, and it's the difference between winning and losing, Hunter Utley's going to play strong safety. And it just is what it is. Uh-huh. And so it was at the end of a seven on seven game. And uh, it was that it was at Murray State. I remember it. We were playing Union County. And uh, I said, all right. And Utley was the third overhang or out over strong safety, whatever you want to call him on the depth chart. And I was going to let him get three plays. I was going <laughs> to let him finish third down or second down, third down, and then fourth down and get off because that was it. It was the end of the game. Wouldn't you know it? The first play. It's a mesh concept, and he ends up running into the kid and making a great play on the ball, but he dislocates his shoulder in mm. the process. And not only did he dislocate his shoulder, he dislocated his throwing shoulder. <laughs> this is our starting quarterback since he was a freshman with a lot of potential and a lot of expectations. And here I am, just put him on defense, and daggum summer 707 for just a few reps, and he dislocates his throwing shoulder. So I'll never live that one down as long as Hodge is coaching and or, or JV and Hack are doing the radio. They'll, they'll never let me live that down. Uh, it was it was not a good feeling. Even my wife, man. My wife gave me a hard time. As soon as she heard about it, she texted me before I even got back to the high school. What were you thinking? Putting <laughs> your starting quarterback on defense. You know how it goes. And Well, I was a black sheep, man. I was a black sheep for a while. But I, had good, I had good intentions. I had good intentions. Well, I... The way I've seen Hunter Utley, he can play all over the field. He's a beast. Quarterback. He's an athlete. Yeah, he's an athlete. He's an athlete. 
now he's at Murray State now, isn't he? He is, but I don't know if he's playing anymore. I, I, I don't know. I haven't talked to him in a few months. Um, I need to touch base with him. But the kid was an athlete. He was he was a specimen in high school, and and so I had good intentions with it. Um, but uh, I, uh, I you know, again, black sheep. You know, you get the starting quarterback hurt. Of course, you're going to be the black sheep of the, of the program for a few weeks. Uh, Jeremy and Ack also talk about how y'all, y'all, they love talking to you guys. Y'all are just, y'all sense of humor. Y'all, you and Hodges' relationship. I, I really enjoyed listening to them talk about y'all. So, well, and, 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 and I think people here in West Tennessee are starting to really kind of see that when I say, or when Hodge say that me and him, or I hope he says it, I don't know. He may not. He may, he may be jack legging around, but <laughs> when I say it, we mean it. You know, me, me and Hodge are really close, and it's a different type of relationship. You know, we got to go watch him play on a Saturday, and we sat in the stands, and we sat with his wife and his kids and his in-laws, and, and my daughter and his kids played with each other in the stands. And, and I had some West Carroll uh, people there watching Dresden play, and, and they were like, y'all really are close. And, uh, yeah, you know, me and Hodge uh, are, are extremely close, and we still are. You know, so it's painful not working with him. And, and I'm mm-hmm. sure in the back of his mind he probably thinks the same thing. But, yeah, we, we had humor. We, we always tried to make – you got to have fun with what you do. Oh, yeah. And, and all the stresses that come with running a program, especially a program that had the expectations of Murray, and, and both him and I are trying to instill those expectations in the programs that we're at now and those high – you know, to be to be not just competitors but championship competitors, and and when you're in that stress twenty four seven, you got to have some humor. You got to break it up. And and uh, I'm, I'm thinking that you know, it, it, me and him still talk on the on the regular almost every day. Awesome. Um, you mentioned Union County earlier. That's who Murray has this Friday night at Union. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. Yeah. Um, last question. Did you get to watch any college football this weekend? I did. I watched a little bit. Not a whole lot, but I watched a little bit. Um, did you get a chance to watch Tennessee? I, I watched this, the, uh, I guess, first quarter and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the first quarter, I finally – well, I started thinking to myself, oh, it's looking good. And then that second quarter, I was like, yep, here's the Tennessee we know and love. <laughs> uh, so, you know, again, I just hope they give Harple uh, time um, and see what he can do in, in, in due time. And, and it's just – it's a process. And I know we've been saying that as Tennessee fans for a long time, but unfortunately that's just the way it is. And uh, so, I, you know, I, I'm not – I don't have high expectations this season for Tennessee, so that way they may surprise me. <laughs> um, as you – you as a coach, do you watch high school f- or college football and diagram it and watch it as a coach, or do you watch it as a fan? I just try to watch it to enjoy it, to be honest. And I know a lot of coaches that do watch it to chart it and, and different things, but – I really just try to watch it and enjoy it because my wife enjoys watching it. My family enjoys watching it. And even my daughter enjoys watching it. And, and so when we watch it on, on, uh, on the weekends, especially Saturday and Sundays. I just try to enjoy it, you know, keep that love of the game. Cause sometimes again, going back to the stress of what we do, sometimes mm-hmm. it's easy to get wrapped up in it and you lose the love and the passion for what it is that you do. Uh, so sometimes I try to make a point to walk away from work for a little bit and, and watching something that I'm passionate about is, is is a great way to do that, in my opinion. Is there anything that you watched this weekend that stood out to you? Any interesting games? Man, the the Georgia Clemson defensive clinic of a game was was impressive. <laughs> um, you know, and I know there's a lot of question marks for Georgia and Clemson on offense, both, but but what they were both able to do defensively against two, you know, really good programs. Let's just say what it is. It doesn't matter that they replace both offenses on both sides of the ball. I mean, they're two top five programs for the last, you know, five years or so. 
Um, so what, what those defenses were able to do was very impressive to me. And, and I really look forward to, to watching those defenses unfold and, and then see how Georgia can withstand Alabama. You know, again, they're, they're still the top to somebody knocks them off more than once. So, right. um, you know, Georgia's defense looked really salty and, and, and looked like they played with a different level of intensity than, uh, than they have the last few years. So, uh, that was very, really interesting to watch. And, and, and of course, playing with the Clemson that way, Dabo Sweeney does a great job and, and so that's definitely something to be excited about if you're a Georgia fan. My dad's going to like it when you say that. <laughs> yeah, I know, and, and it pains me, but it's the truth. You know, looking <laughs> at it from just a football fan, I mean, that, that, I would be excited about it. I mean, it's, you know, that Clemson's no slouch program. So, you know, their offense is only going to get better with those receivers, and, 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 and Daniels is quarterback, of course, you know what he's all about. And if the defense continue to do what they do and offense continue to get in rhythm, uh, Coach? Did I lose you? Hello? I think I lost you. Coach? Hello? Let me call you, send you another link. I think it messed up on me. Can you hear me? Coach Hodge? There we go. Yes, can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you good now. Yes. All right, sweet. How you doing tonight, Coach? Oh, good, man. It's a. It's actually a really nice. Time. I mean, it's uh outside eating and stuff like that, and it's 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 actually really nice out here right now. Too. Uh, finally, a break from the heat. Uh, finally a break from the heat. Uh, this way for a little while. Hopefully. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Time of day and I really, really enjoy. You can actually enjoy it. And well, <laughs> I, I figured uh, talking about a little bit about who you are and how you ended up at uh, Dresden uh, for the people who don't know you. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, where have you coached in your coaching career? Well, when I first started out of college, I, uh, me and my wife got married, and she started uh, grad school over in East Occupational Therapist. So I took my first teaching job and coaching job over in East Tennessee. as big school, 6A school called McMinn County High School, and uh, I was over around Cleveland area. Anyway, uh, so I started over, over there. Yep. Really learn when you're young and you don't know anything about and you know there's just there's just so much you learn those first couple of years in coaching and and you never stop learning but mm-hmm. I think those years are critical. Be able to 
do a little more hustling and, and figuring things out on the fly and, and just soaking everything in and figuring out things. And, you know, it was different for me because I grew up in a small town, you know, where, you know, we had, you know, now I got exposed to big school football where there's, you know, almost 2000 kids in a school. So it was just different. And, uh, but I enjoyed it. You know, I enjoyed what I learned from it and everything. Up getting my my second job at Dresden High School, and um, that's where I ended up. Uh, after a couple of years, I became the head coach there, and uh, you know, really learned things quick. Uh, like I said, I've used everything over the years I've learned from coaches I've been around, assistant coaches, whether it's head coaches and and everything else to to try to help me prepare for where I need to be. And you know, I'm still learning every day. You know, you're still. You never, never know it all, you never will, and you got to be able to adapt. And do that, and you know, I haven't taken that for granted. Uh, but anyway, after, after I was at Dresden for five years, uh, we got to talking to Murray, and I uh, ended up taking that job at, at Murray High School, uh, where me and you first started talking, and uh, was there for seven years, and uh, again, learned a ton, learned more about Kentucky high school football, and and uh, the different type of kids you, you coach and uh, different setting and, and everything, you know, that's helped me. I'm not thinking and coaching and philosophy and, and everything else. And uh, uh, and now uh, the Dresden job came open and that conversation started up again with there. And, uh, and I thought in this time of my life in my career, I was either going to make the move back to Tennessee or stay put and, and, uh, and work in Kentucky. And uh, so I took the opportunity and uh, and uh, went back to Dresden and um, started starting again. You know, starting back in Tennessee and West Tennessee football, where I where I grew up around it and and uh, and enjoy it and all that good stuff. Now you're from Dresden. Uh, you're from back where, right back where my head coaching jobs started happening and all that good stuff. Now you're from Dresden, if I'm not mistaken, aren't you? You still got me? Yes, sir. Are you, you're from Dresden, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> sorry. Can you hear me? Now I got you. Okay, Did you miss cool. all that? Nah, you're good. Did you miss all that? It was going out, but I got you. Okay, okay, good deal, good deal. You're originally from the Dresden area, aren't you? Uh, uh semi. You know, it's it's all within a a fifty mile ra- a fifty mile radius. I, I grew up in Brooklyn, uh, which is a really small town um, in West Tennessee, and uh, and I, I, we live in we live in Paris, Tennessee, which is twenty miles from Brewston, and it's twenty miles from it's thirty miles. You know, it's just all where, you know, now, now I know a ton of people in Western Kentucky. So, so I've uh, out, you know, and everything. And I guess, like I said, I got to know a lot more people and a lot more different styles of football and everything else. And uh, so, but I, I we, for, uh, I've never moved. When we moved back to, to West Tennessee, I, we, we 
Uh, my wife got a job here in Paris, contract with a hospital, so we've lived it out here, and she's got all her family here, in-laws and everything else, which makes a big, tremendous impact on our kids and everything. And so, you know, we're, we've lived here for now uh, 12 years, and, um, you know, I'm, you know, moving or anything like that. We've built a home and all that good stuff. So, you know, this is where we'll be. You know, it's, uh, like I said, we can't leave my wife's job and everything else. So, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we are. Um, now I know what type of offense you ran at Murray. Do you run the similar offense at uh, Dresden? Or sorry, say it again. I know what type of offense you ran at Murray. Are you running the same type of offense at Dresden? Well, yeah, very similar. You know, we uh, stop the football a lot. Um, we ran a lot in, in Murray. You know, I. I tend to uh, – I want, I want to establish the run. You know, it's just – you know, I've been around both styles. I've been where we've thrown it, you know. You know, a couple of years ago when we had Utley at quarterback at Murray three times a game. And now, um, you know, with Rowdy, you know, the past couple of years, he's – he. I mean, he throws the ball well too, but he is a heck of a run threat. Yes. And uh, we could, you could do different things with that kid. And uh, he's a great athlete. So, you know, we changed styles a little bit and focused more on our offensive line, and we had good backs around Rowdy. Which, you know, we built around that. We built around our strengths, and I, and I tend to want to do that. You know, I tend to – I've never been the type that just says, hey, you know, I'm, I'm a system guy. We're going to run what we what I run, and everybody else just has to adjust to it, and this is what we're going to do. Um, I just – I mean, there's nothing wrong in the world with that. There's nothing wrong with it because, you know, you teach it, you know it. Uh, but with me, I've just always – and I could be wrong for doing it the way I do it, you know, and that's okay. Uh, I tend to try to base around what the kids' strengths are, what I feel like they do well, uh, and uh, try to put them in a position to be successful with what their strengths are and instead of trying to make them be something that they're possibly not. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because the thing about high school football, you know, you don't – we can't we can't recruit our kids, you know. So we can't recruit the the style of player that we want to fit our schemes. So right. I, I really think you got to fit your scheme on your kids and help them play faster. And you know, sometimes we do a good job of that, and sometimes I tend to go overboard and change too much. So you know, it's just a. But my overall philosophy is you got to be good in the box. You got to be good up front on both sides of the football, um, and that's only how you can be successful. Um, Real six, right? What style of defense are you guys running? Uh, you know we we've we've uh, we kind of mix it up pretty good actually. Um, uh, again, want to stop the run, obviously, you know, and and that's that's tend to hurt. It hurt us in our first game of the year. We were still worried about the run probably too much and didn't help ourselves on the back end and gave up a lot of big plays. Uh, but again, you know, I, I think defense is all about. It's not schematics, you know. It's all about it's all about discipline. It's all about hats to the football. Um, again, you know, you can come up with a lot of different schemes on defense, but it's just all about tenacity. Is really not the word, but that's part of it. I think you, you when you play defense, you just got to go go play ball, right? And uh, and put the offense in bad positions to turn the ball over, get them in third and long, get them in those situations. You just got to be you got to be physical and you got to play fast and. You just got to be aggressive. And, uh, but again, I, I go back to the same thing. 
what fits our kids, what, what's the best position we can put them in to be successful. So, you know, we've uh, early on we thought we was going to be more of a three-down team, uh, three linemen, hands on the ground, and, and have more uh, skilled guys on the back end. But we've kind of changed. We, we've went to more with, with a four-man front now and feel like that fits us. And, uh, so, like I said, we, we've changed things a little bit, but not, you know, not what our goals are. You know, we don't change what we're trying to accomplish and everything so uh you know that's kind of what we're doing at, at the moment and i think it's i actually think past couple weeks it's actually been a lot better for us and the kids are picking up well and playing well together and i, and I think that makes a difference how has the community of dresden reacted to you coming back to as the head coach again well you know i i think i think positive i mean i think that uh you know i, I think that things have been going really good you know the the parents support I won't say shocked, you know, but I've just been uh, – you, you kind of take things like that for granted. And, uh, you know, and then when, then when you sit back and you go somewhere different again and you kind of sit back and look at things, you know, we had great parent support at, at Murray and the parents good for those kids. And, and now I run into the same situation here. And I, and I think that's critical to be successful. I think that, you know, you've got to have a community that loves – besides Friday night. I mean, and I know that's the ultimate goal, mm-hmm. but man, there, there are so many things to run a program, food for these kids, feeding them equipment issues, field issues, uh, their academics. There's, there's just so many things that has an impact on these kids and how they can be successful. And it's not just what you do on Friday nights. It's an everyday routine schedule staying on them helping them doing everything you can to to have an impact on them and you know so the the community's been great you know and uh you know i was, I was a little with westview and uh you know i thought man i bet they uh they're gonna run me out of, they're gonna run me out of here now but again there wasn't nothing said it was hey let's all get back to work let's get back to this and keep working towards our goals and uh and that's what we've done. The kids have responded well, and and, and they responded well to me. You know, the, the play, that's the, one of the main things is, you know, you got a new guy coming in. This is the the third for some of these seniors. This is the third head coach they've had, and wow, that's tough. Yeah, it's real tough. That's 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 a tough situation. And uh, but they, like I said, they've responded well. You know, there's still things that I I feel like I need to keep working towards and, and trying to change to to maybe the way I, I want to see more things like and. Uh, but that's part of every program. That's part of going somewhere different and, and trying to do what you want to do and put your mark on it and everything. And uh, But so far, I've been impressed. been impressed with the work ethic and and, and always have been with Dresden. Um, so for people who haven't been to Dresden, what is a Friday night atmosphere like at Dresden? Well, you know, uh, it's, uh, it's different. You know, they uh, – uh, we're right <laughs> – Something people might not know, and you probably didn't know, but I think I could be wrong. I know at one point it was Dresden has the only working farm for an high for on a high school campus in the state of Tennessee. So huh. we have we have pigs, we have cows, we have mm-hmm. uh, we have a lot of different things for these kids to be involved with, and so you know a lot of, a lot of people call it uh, you know the they call it hog heaven down at the field, the hog lot, different things like that. Because <laughs> when you pull down there and you get out of your vehicle. You smell it. So right. that's, uh, believe it or not, though, 
you know, I was around it for all those years and now I'm back and, you know, you, you kind of miss those type things, you know, you miss and you would say, how would you miss that coach? I'm like, cause it's just one of the, cause it's its own thing. You know, it's its own, that's part of the atmosphere in my opinion. Uh, but there, there's other things that uh, make it interesting, you know, with, uh, with our music and how our stands are set up and we've got a brand new school put in and uh, system, which is really nice. Uh, it's really changed uh, how that looks down there. And, um, the other, you know, the other night, even with COVID, we had over, we had uh, 20, 21 kids out because of quarantining. Wow. And our stands were still almost full. You know, I was super impressed by that. And I was, I, you know, I was shocked by that. You know, not shocked by the support, but just shocked that, you know, yeah, yeah, there's people that's not there, but but there's still people that are excited about it and want to be there and support and, and get out of the house because all the things going on and, and go support these kids. You know, that's the main thing is these kids want to look up and see people in the stands supporting them and playing for them, and it means a lot to them. So that was huge for me, you know, getting back into that. And, um, you know, I, I think it's a great atmosphere. I, th- I think that, you know, people there are excited about football and they love football and, and want it to be successful. And, uh, you know, so it's it's a small-town feel, uh, but a really nice stadium. Uh, sits kind of in a – I wouldn't say a hole, but it kind of sits inside there and – Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's an interesting setup and, you know, Murray's a very interesting setup with it being, you know, you're talking about a hundred year old field and right in the middle of the town, which you don't see a lot more any, anymore of, but mm-hmm. you know, uh, it, it's interesting. It's, it's, uh, it's, to me, it's a great atmosphere and it's, it feels like, you know, small town West Tennessee football. Um, what have you, you, you guys have played three games, games, correct? Yes, we've played three. What have you learned about your team so far this year? Wow. Uh, what if it's, it's a long list, you know, um, we're two and one, um, you know, we had a close call against Greenfield. Um, they played us tough. I felt like, you know, we didn't have our, we didn't have, we had, we're out six, seven starters with their backups out. So it was hard on us. Uh, but we persevered through that and played better as the game went on. Uh, you know, I, I'm still trying to figure these guys out. You know, I, I feel like we we still tend to, and not a lot of high school kids do this. We tend to want to see the flow of the game and feel the flow instead of getting it. You know, instead mm-hmm. of being the uh, coming out swinging. You know, we got to come swinging faster. Uh, and we make a few mistakes here and there early in ball games, but we don't make them again. That, that's one thing I've noticed about this group. Uh, the Westview game, we did make some of the same mistakes. Uh, and partly was because of who we were playing was really tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so far, the past two games, we've we've corrected mistakes and haven't kept making them. And I think that's critical to growth and understanding of the game and understanding what, what our goals are and our philosophy is and everything. And, uh, and they understand that. And, th- and there's other things that they have bought into. And, you know, especially with, uh, you know, just special teams play and, it wasn't great the other night. So they're, they're, I know these kids are going to work on fixing it. I know mm-hmm. that they, they take pride in the things that, as a team, we want to take pride in. Uh, you know, so that's one thing I'm noticing about them. I, I think more and more each day that they are playing a little bit faster and playing a little bit more with confidence, and that's what I want to see. You know, I, I was worried early in the scrimmages about their confidence and, and how they would be and how they would react to – uh, being in being in hard situations, and we've been in very we've been in a couple so far, and we've actually responded really well, and I'm impressed by that. I think that's growth, and I think that's that's a mindset heading into midseason and deeper as we go that they can, we can build on that 
and use that to our advantage. Mm. Awesome. Now I've got a few, uh, Oh, one more question. Um, now who do you guys have this Friday night? Okay. We play, uh, Gibson County. Now that's, that's Clayton Morris's alma mater. Uh, so we're going to play them, uh, big, bigger size school, uh, than us. I think they're a bigger two A school. Uh, got some big kids run, a, a very old, uh, very hard to stop offense that I've never coached against split, split back veer. And it's the old way. Uh, so that's going to be interesting for us. I think it's going to be hard for us to slow down, uh, if we don't stick to our keys and do things right. Um, that's the thing about triple option teams is you've got to be disciplined and, so that's one thing I'm gonna learn Friday night is how disciplined are we and what we're teaching them and what they're gonna, how they apply it and how they react to when, when something doesn't go their way with this playing this type of offense. So, yeah, tough game. Uh, they run the football really well. So, and that's what we want to do too. So, uh, tough matchup for us. Um, how do you see Dresden uh, finishing in the region? Um, how have they done historically, and how do you see them doing this year? Well, uh, you know, it, it's varied from year to year, you know. Um, uh, we haven't made a real deep run. Uh, we want, Dresden won it in 2016. I think. Had a injury that, that cut them back. Uh, but ever since about 2017, we've kind of uh, been the middle of the pack type team. And uh, so we're wanting to change that, and I think we can. You know, uh, we've got a really tough region opponent. Uh, actually, our region's really, really good this year. Uh, we've got a lot of several schools that are playing good football right now. And uh, we got we, we, we uh, right now we're one and zero in the region because the team had to cancel with COVID this past week, so that put us one and zero in the region. Mm-hmm. But play another region game with with a school that's in our county. Uh, and then, um, you know, but honestly the team to beat is going to be McKenzie, which is right next to us. Uh, they've, they've got a couple players, one that's already got SEC offers. Uh, they've got some special talent on their team this year and they're going to be the team to beat in our region. So, uh, you know, we got to do things right in in that, uh, that championship game or in that moment. Uh, but we got to continue on and take it week by week. You know, that's my goal is, uh, is to play every single game like it's a region championship. If we don't, that's when th- bad things happen. That's when our mindset changes. That's when we stop. Uh, we're focused on the wrong things. You know, we got to focus on play-by-play, game-by-play, and try to build that that type of mindset and culture that we want to build. Right. I've got some fun questions. Uh, yeah, real fun. let's roll. Uh, now, like it, it seems like Coach Morris wants a uh, – with uh, between uh, West Carolina <laughs> and What's your opinion yeah. on that? Uh, you know, I mean, well, here, here's the thing about West Tennessee football. We all play each other so much that it, that it, now there's a lot of rivalries. There's a lot of games that are tough games that, that the kids know is going to be tough and that kids get up for a little bit more than the other. So, you know, it's one of those things. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, Whenever you're making it one of those top things where, uh, I see, I that's hard on me, but I can never look because, and I know he doesn't either, man. We're week to week. We want to win. We want to compete and get that, that, right. that, that type of mindset going. 
but it's also fun, you know, playing him in the Jamboree. That You know, that was fun. But I, I was focused on what my guys were doing and trying to get them better and trying to get them to understand what we're trying to do. Again, he was too. Right. But I think he enjoyed I think he enjoyed that. I think that uh you know, he wants to look across at me and see what I'm doing. And he actually came to the game last Saturday night and it was good seeing him there. And uh, him and his family came and you know and that's exciting. And, I, and he told me they were coming. So I was glad they were able to come come to that game and, and support, you know, and uh yeah. all for it. You know, I, I think it's uh it's something good for for me and him, and uh, but like I said, it's also that that's West Tennessee football for you is, you know, all these all these schools play each other and, and make good matchups and play hard against each other, and and it actually makes it pretty darn special. I've been told to ask you about Hunter Utley playing defense. Uh, well, <laughs> that's a little bit of a sore subject on us. Uh, so. <laughs> So we, we were trying to build depth back in the summer a couple of years ago. And, you know, Utley's been – I mean, that, that's only – no, there was one more. But that – you know, he was the – I don't know. He might have been the only four-year starter at Murray at quarterback. There might have been one more. But anyway, this was going into his senior year, you know. So, I mean, obviously, the expectations are huge and, and all that stuff. And, and we knew he was going to have a big year. Well, the, 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 the conversation in the coach's office – was how about Utley helping on defense? Well, you know, obviously with me, my first reaction was, heck no, we're not doing it. It's not making any sense. But, you know, when you start looking at depth chart and you start looking at things and, you know, Utley's a competitor and he wants to help the team win and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So, you know, the conversation took a little bit further and ended up looking at him as, a, as an outside linebacker type kid and a body that we could use and, so we get to a seven on seven in the summer, and uh, I mean this is two weeks before we play, and uh, here he goes out there, and he went out there maybe two plays and hurt his throwing shoulder. So uh, again, you know, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, just like everything else. Yeah, it might not have been the smartest move, but then again, I mean, he could tell you right now his quarterback right now is playing defense. My quarterback right now is a starting middle linebacker. So. <laughs> You know, I, I get it. You know, I get that you want to build depth and everything. And, uh, you know, that was tough. That was that was hard pill for me to swallow. You know, I felt like we put him in that position and probably shouldn't have. And, uh, you know, but, again, it was about the team. It wasn't about one individual. You know, it was about trying to help this football, help Murray be better and help build depth because that's, that's the goal every year because you're going to have injuries. But I didn't know in building depth that we would create an injury. Uh, so <laughs> it actually hurt us in two spots, you know. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, he, 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 uh, Morris has never, you know, he, he finds times to throw that jab in there to talk about that and, uh, to bring it up knowing that, uh, I cringe at it. Uh, here I am again, having my, my starting quarterback playing middle linebacker for us. So, you know, I guess I ain't learned my lesson. The other night I got confused cause I thought Rowdy was playing linebacker, but it was actually his brother. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Gage. Yeah. Yeah. Good football player. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was Jeremy and Hack that told me to bring that up to you. So, oh, okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> again, any again, if they, those two can throw a jab in, they're gonna find that it's just it's, it's little moments where you're like, hey, what are you gonna do about Utley playing defense this year? And, and Utley probably graduated the year before. <laughs> just little uh, little jabs in there, and uh, knowing that knowing, I, and I'm sitting there knowing, yeah, you're right. But I'm not gonna say you're right. But yeah, you're right. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's always. That's what makes it fun, though. I tell you, that's what I, I, that's what I like about it. I like, 
I like learning from mistakes and then coming back and talking about it. And, uh, and just, uh, like I said, they just keep throwing the jabs in. That's all right. All right. So, uh, what's the best place to eat in Dresden? Well, uh, gosh, you know, we, we've had just catered already that have been fantastic. I mean, great cooking. Um, you know, gosh, there, there's several places, you know, there's some hole in the wall places that do a great job. And, you know, we, we, I usually eat the Mex the, the Mexican restaurant and, uh, and Dresden a lot. And, uh, you know, there, there's, a, there's, a, there's, uh, there's a good barbecue place off the highway there. And, um, you know, there's, there's just different places. There's a uh, country corner. There, there's a lot of places there and, and, uh, and Dresden that do really well. I've done you well over all the years, you know, even through everything that's went on, you know, places, doors have stayed open and the support has been there. So, you know, that, that's, I, I don't have, I honestly don't have a good answer for that. I think a lot of them do a great job and, and a lot of them support, support our program. I mean, they do an awesome job of supporting us and helping us. And, you know, so, uh, actually all of them are really good. Well, you're a man after my own heart with Mexican food. I, I could eat Mexican every day. Uh, that's what my, that's what my wife, that, that's, that's what they want to do they, every night. I, I get burned out, but that's just, that's just, they love it. They eat up with it. <laughs> um, What's the best Southern saying you've ever heard? Oh, me. Um, well, if I knew this was coming, I, I might could have got you a couple of good ones there. Uh, you know, my brother always had a bunch of them that I can't say on the air. Uh, <laughs> and he would say them. Uh, he, he could, I mean, he could admit, he, he could say it in practice and not miss a beat. I mean, it would just be the most perfect timing. And, and, and you could be have the most serious practice. And something happens, and uh, and and uh, he and it comes out of nowhere, and literally, no matter how serious it is, everybody's gonna bust out laughing because it was the time because of the timing. Uh, but anyway, off subject there. Oh, gosh, uh, you got me. You got me. You got me. Uh, you got me froze here. Um, <laughs> there's so many southern states. So many of them. You know, there's so many different ones that you're just like oh that that's that that's pretty that's pretty classic um i'm gonna think on that while we're sitting here talking let, let me kind of let me kind of uh think on that one all right uh, what's your best sports memory in person or coaching and then on tv or radio uh coaching wise um you know, I've had several, you know, I don't want to, you know, there's none, there, there's so many that you become a part of that are special to you, but there's not one, you know, back in, back in 2011, when I went to my first state championship, you know, that felt unbelievable. Uh, you know, that, that's a, that's a moment that you, you know, you just, you all, you always want to do it, you know, even as a player, you know, obviously that's your goal as a player to go to the state championship game. And then mm-hmm. when you don't, I was real close my senior year. And then didn't get to do it, and then do it in coaching, you know. And then been to several semifinals, and you know, heck, we won uh, two out of three overtime games last year at Murray. Uh, that's special in itself. I mean, because you don't never hear of that. You don't never do those things. Right. Uh, so there's not honestly, you know, it's to me the the feeling after those big games of players understanding how big it was and how how much fun it was and 
how a game plan comes together and you're very successful at that game plan, to me, that is what that that's the best feelings to me. You know, the, even the, the simplest games that you go out and play that you're worried about and you execute well and you're just excited for the guys because of how well you executed and, and you see it in their faces and you know, so man, coaching wise, it's there's so many um, that there's not one moment that I say, man, that was the the pinnacle. That was that was that moment. There's mm-hmm. just, I, I guess when I when I think about it, I think about several of the games that you know I've been a part of that I, I've we we just not picked to win. You know, we always get to the quarter semifinals, that type of range and region championship. Oh, you're not going to win. You know, you're not picked to win. And all of a sudden, like right. I said. The kids know it, and they go out there and fight and do everything they can. They win that game. There's not, a, there's nothing like that, in my opinion. Um, uh, let's see. You said TV, uh, TV or radio? Yeah. <clears throat> yes, sir. Um. Well, I guess I gotta clarify. What What do you mean by that? Uh. But a memory that stands out to you, like somebody winning a championship or. Well, you know, okay, this is this is kind of out of nowhere, but to me it's kind of surreal in a way. So growing up, my uh, – growing up I went to, I don't know, how many St. Louis Cardinals games. I mean, my dad could tell you who started at shortstop for St. Louis Cardinals from 1965 – to the day he passed away. I mean, he just knew mm-hmm. the starting lineups. He knew St. Louis Cardinals baseball backwards and forward. The radio hardly, unless he had to. Those top things. And the year he passed away at a very young age from cancer. But that year that he passed away was during the baseball season. And the Cardinals won the World Series. And they hadn't won it in a while. And uh, to me, that was uh, – that was something special to me, I and mean, I know that uh, it's a game, but to him it wasn't a game, and right. the Cardinals wasn't just a game. He loved the Cardinals, and, uh, you know, them winning it that year, uh, just, I don't know. I, it was just something real special to me that uh, – because I had a hard time dealing with him, what he went through and what he how he suffered going through cancer and dying at a young age and never getting to see my kids. And, and I know we're getting off topic here, and it's kind of <laughs> – you know, it's a, it's, hard, it's a hard subject to discuss, but, but, I, you know, I think that, you know, we, this is what the things we got to deal with in life. And these are the things that we we're all going to face. And these, and the kids that I'm around every day, I try to help them understand that. But that, that moment when the Cardinals won it that year was especially, even though I didn't get to see it with my dad and enjoy it, there was just a part of me that did, I guess you could say. And I just think that that was pretty special. There you go. Thought I lost you. No, I'm good. You're good. Uh, and then we'll go back to the veterans uh, sayings question. Uh, <laughs> what's the best advice you could give to a first year middle schooler? Uh, you know, just uh, just 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 battle through the tough times because all first year players. And this goes for every level. You know, if you if you watch, you know, NFL mini camps and all the things these guys go through their first years and, and colleges and, like I say, high school, middle school, it doesn't matter. 
your first year, your first even maybe two years are going to be the hardest because you're adapting to a totally different environment, a totally different culture. You're the low man on the totem pole. You're having to fight to work your way up. You're having to do the hard stuff, whether it's getting stuff ready for practice, whether it's being a punching bag for the, for the offense and defense, for the starters. You have, you know, in my opinion, you have to grind through that. Because that helps you grow. That helps you grow and appreciate the game. If all these kids are handed to them right off the bat, an ability to play and, and go out there and play in and not having to suffer through some of those things, I don't think you appreciate the game as much. I, to me, the young guys that have to go through all that, I think they really end up really loving the game and loving what surrounds the game and what it actually means to get there and play under the lights. Right. Um, all right. The hard question. Uh, what is the best other than saying, or is there, is there a quite a few? There's, there's a bunch. Um, dang. Uh, I, if I, any other time I've been able to think of a few that I really like or, <laughs> or um, I, I just, I can't think now off the top of my head that I, they just stand out until I hear it, and I'm like, oh, that's a dang good one right there. Uh, so, I don't know. I'm no help to you right here. Um, I've gone blank on this. Really blank, actually. I'm pretty sure I'll talk to you in the later on this season, so we'll come back with one. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on and talking to me tonight. Uh, where can people follow you and Dresden football? Uh, well, you know – our most active, what I would call social media, is the uh, is our Facebook Facebook pages. You know, Dresden Quarterback Club. You know, our quarterback club does an absolute amazing job. Uh, ran by a great group of parents that love the kids mm-hmm. and love the program and want to see it be very successful. And uh, so their Facebook page is really good. And then you know our, our high school page is really good. And uh, most mainly through Facebook. Um, so once you once you get on get on with those that group, couple of groups, you're going to start getting around a lot more people that that are really connected to the program and really uh, promote these kids. Um, I think that's important. Uh, on Twitter, it's at Dresden Football, or you can you know you can follow me obviously. And I, I don't, I'm not a big social media guy. I probably should be more, but uh, you know I, I look up things on there and I. I'm not on Facebook, but on Twitter, I'll watch certain football videos and different things and stuff like that. Or, uh, but I don't post just a whole lot. But uh, I think Facebook's the way to go. You know, people uh, love that, and uh, for us, that just seems like the best way for people to learn about our kids and about our program. Awesome. You got Do you have anything else you want to say before we close out of here? No, I, you know, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate what you're doing. I, I you know, again, I love how you. Uh, uh, branch out and uh, try to uh, cover as many kids and schools as you can and developing the relationships that you do. I just think it's fantastic. I think that it's uh, a great for other people to hear that somebody in a totally different state knows about our kids and talks about kids individually some, and but mainly wants to talk about the teams and what the teams are doing and how we're doing things. And, you know, I think that's great. I think it's great for our program. I think it's great for any program that you're becoming a part of and, and following, and I, I just think it's really neat. And uh, and from from me, I appreciate it. And I know that the ones that listen, and and, uh, and I'm sure you'll start getting more and more listeners as you go. Uh, 
and uh, and I think they appreciate it, and uh, I think it's a great thing. Oh, I appreciate it, Coach. Once I knew you and Coach Morris were going to be at West Carriers, and I knew I had to follow you guys. So I told my wife, I was like, I'm going to have to branch out and have a team, two teams in the state of Tennessee now. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great, though. Nothing wrong with that, and uh, like I said, we greatly appreciate it. Well, I appreciate it, Coach. Uh, I look forward to talking to you soon, and uh, you guys have a great night. You too, man. Thank you. We'll see you later. Appreciate it. No, thank you. Hey, guys. Welcome to the ending of the Blind Don't Get Runner podcast for this week. Sorry the segments are a little jumbled up. Um, I had some issues this week. Um, and you may hear some technical issues during the Coach Keith Hodge interview. I was in a kind of bad internet segment section so sorry about that um but i hope you guys enjoyed learning about these two coaches and their programs and i hope to have both of them on pretty regularly this year um yeah go war eagles and go lions